Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9 to 5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is... Be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our fellow entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please visit us at www.csfirst.com. That's S-I-A-S-F-I-R-S-T dot com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about today? And how can I get to the next level? By scheduling your free coaching call today. Ooh, free coaching call? I mean, you're going to help me out and give me a little bit of guidance on a question that I might have specifically? 100% for free, not to mention you get six free books alongside of it. I better get on that. Here we go. All right, so uh, this is part two of mental tricks that rich people use to get rich and stay rich. Uh, You want to run through uh, one through six? We're on number seven, so just really quickly. Sure. Mental trick number one. They set their expectations and goals higher than normal people do. I always like that. Normal. Normal. Normies. (laughs) Normies. Number two. They are comfortable with being uncomfortable. Number three. They have a mindset of abundance not of fear and scarcity. Number four, they remain in curiosity and out of ego. So basically, always learning. Always learning. They're consciously seeking new and improved exposure to success. So another one that we talked about, kind of more like uh, keep learning, but doesn't necessarily have to be in your in your realm or your in your in your industry. Uh, and number six, they don't give up or give in easily. And I really like that one, obviously. You know, that's a that's a really, really pointed one when you think about it, you know, stuff like our podcast. You know, it's really easy considering that we do it daily. That is tough. It's really easy to just say, you know what? I'm not going to make it out. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen this week. We're going to miss a day, this, that, and the other. Mm-mm. It's really easy, but we don't give up. We don't give up. Never give up. Never, Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you can think of it from from a working out perspective too. I mean, how many times are you doing push-ups and when it just starts to burn, you stop. Right? When you start to breathe hard, you quit. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's really where the change happens. The change happens in that struggle, right? It's when you really feel it, when it's burning, when you're pushing through, that's where the change happens. And you're working, you're working out to get to that point. Most people work out, and when they get there, they stop. But the people who see a change, the ones who find definition in their body, the ones who reach the goals that they want to reach, push through those hard times. They realize that when the difficulty shows up, that's just the beginning. Push through the pain. Give it everything you got. Give it everything you got. (laughs) (laughs) That was that that 40-year-old virgin? What was that? No, no, no. That was... um... 
That was a little guy. Though, I love right? you, man. I love you, man. That's I love right. you, man. Give it all you Such got. Such a great movie. Such got. a great movie. <laughs> all right. So that brings us to number seven then. And wow, just looking at it, uh, we talked about Tiger Woods uh, right at the end of the last podcast. So here we go again. They don't measure their success by others. Instead, they measure it by their own individual yardstick. I see why you like Tiger Woods on this one. Actually, golf in general. Golf you know, in general? Golf, yeah, you're right. Golf is one of the only sports where you're really only competing with yourself. I mean, yeah, you're competing with other players, right? Mm-hmm. But you're trying to do better every hole than yourself, right? Right. You already have been practicing how to drive the ball. You've been practicing how to putt, right? You're just trying to get to the hole in less strokes, right? You're trying to be more consistent, and, and that's really where you're competing with. If you can do better yourself then you're going to elevate your game and you're going to compete with others at a high level, right? But every golfer is really, really critical of what they do themselves. Yes. They cannot control any other golfer. Nope. They can only control what it is they do. That's, that's right. What, that's what made Tiger Woods, Woods so amazing. And, and it's funny because if you look at the comparison or what other people would do, um, when when he was at the top of his game, everybody was uh, an, um, everybody was always looking at I want to be like Tiger Woods. I want to get as good as Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. right? And who is Tiger Woods competing with? Himself. Himself, right? Himself. He's just trying to get better. So, you know, the things that mental, the mental tricks that rich people do, they're meeting or exceeding their own goals. And it starts with understanding what your goal is, right? Having that magic number, understanding where the floor is. This is what I need to get to. This is where I need to start at. This is how many reps till it starts to burn and mm-hmm. then pushing through that burn, right? Pushing through that minimum standard to achieve their goals. If they don't know where they're going, if they don't have a, like I, I had a conversation today with my students. We're talking about the present value and the future value of money. So we broke down. We were like, okay, well, how much do we need in retirement? Oh, we need a uh, $6,000 a month. Okay. Okay. You know, I let them come up with numbers. Okay. That's fine. $6,000 a month. Cool. Um, what age do you want to retire at? Oh, 45. Oh, okay, cool. So that means how long do you want to live? Oh, we're going to live to be about, you know, a hundred years old. Okay, cool. So you need money to last you 55 years. So let's, you know, let's break that out. And, you know, we, we, we help them find out that just to have that $6,000 a, a month, right? They need $4 million to put away by age 55. To have $6,000 a month? For 55 years, right? For 55 years. And, you know, and then we talk about the present value, future value, and we figure out, you know, how much they need to put away starting today on a monthly basis to be able to get to that, you know, goal, and then they can retire. With compound interest With compound interest and all that, you know. But it's, and and it becomes a much more manageable number if if you're consistent, if you put it away on a regular basis, but... And if you start early. And if you start early, but it's a starting point. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they start to realize, well, okay, well, I think maybe that that goal might not be realistic. Let's push it to 55 and see what happens. What will an extra 10 years give me? Right. Oh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I need to make more than 6,000 because maybe I didn't consider, you know, I don't know, health insurance or inflation or all these other things. But if you have a starting point, right, if you're if you if you're, you're able to measure your success but only if you have a starting point. Without a starting point, you're you're a hamster in a wheel, right? You're stuck in the rat race. You're just going over and over and over again, doing the same thing over and over again, never having a goal in mind, never even having the starting point, right? How, how can you reach a goal if you never even know where you started from? 
Right. Yeah. No, that's true. And, you know, that's that is at least for real estate agents. That's where the real estate treasure map makes most sense. Right. You need a business plan. You need to understand what is your starting point. What is the number of listings that I need to have at all times to meet or exceed my goals? I need to make sure I know what it is I'm shooting for. If you're in a if you're in a very expensive market like we are in San Diego, maybe all I need is four or five you know, listings at all times to meet or exceed my goals. Mm -hmm. But if I'm selling real estate, maybe way up Northern California where the average sales price is, you know, $200,000, well, maybe I need nine or 10 listings at all times to maintain, to meet or exceed my goals. But you don't know what it is if you don't even know what your magic number is. If you don't set up your, your business plan, luckily for you, the real estate treasure map is one of those books that you get for free when you schedule a coaching call. So easy day. You can set up, your own map, your own plan. Just go to our website, csfirst.com, click on the free coaching call, get your treasure map, figure out what your magic number is, and get out there and meet or exceed your goals. The right? resources are available for you. So that's, uh, that's number seven. Let's move on to number eight. Number seven, mental trick number... I'm eight. sorry. Eight. Mental trick number eight. Rich people concentrate more on their own news than what's on the news. So they, they pretty much live a media-free life. And they, this this always has a double-edged sword when I tell people. I'm like, look, the news is mostly all negative. I don't care what side you listen to, right? I mean, you can call it political. You can call it local news. It doesn't really matter. There's almost always nothing more than negative stuff. Mm-hmm. The happy stories are just not producing enough ratings as the car wreck does. Right. Right. You're driving down the freeway. Why do you have traffic after a car wreck? It's mostly because of the looky lose. The looky lose. You have to look. Right. You have to look. And that's the problem with news feeds. They're Mm -hmm. almost all negative stories and they drag you down. And not only do they drag you down, they rob you of your most precious asset. Time. Time. Right. And so if you're starting your day every morning and you flip on the news, right, what's the difference between the 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes that you watch the news when you can have the 15, 20, 30 minutes going over your agenda on the things that are important for you for that day, that Mm -hmm. you're going over your calendar, that you're you're prioritizing what you're going to do for that day? Well, I mean, you might be listening to the news or whatever while you're getting ready for work, so you can't necessarily be sitting there doing your calendar and doing your other things. You're just kind of getting ready for the day, but... Instead of listening to something like the news, you could be listening to, I don't know, the Business Bros podcast or something. Something that is going to elevate your thinking. Something that is going to educate you. Something that might prepare you for your day's problem. Something that might give you the necessary just little bit of advice or that little bit of knowledge that's going to help you solve a problem for your client and make you look like a rock star. Exactly. Or you can watch the train wreck on the TV. Right, and uh, you know that's, that's not interesting. That's a very nice thing to say about the president. Oh, oh, dang. ouch! <laughs> ouch! We know where I, you're lying at. <laughs> oh, come on! That was just that you set that one up. You set so, that one up. But either way, you don't have to watch that stuff, right? You know what's going on. You're gonna get an idea. And wouldn't it be better if you found out about that stuff while in conversation with a potential client? Maybe they have some information they want to share with you. I don't know. After you've asked them a question, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, right? Maybe your conversation that is about them, that are they're educating you on what's going on, or at least their perspective. Well, holy moly, 
that might make them like you a little more because you're listening. That's what I was going to say. You give them, the, give them the opportunity to speak and let them tell you all about the stuff that they know. They like you that much better. That's right. And now you're getting your drama that you're looking for. You're just doing it in a more productive business environment, right? You're, you are enjoying the water cooler uh, conversations with potential clients. With purpose. With purpose. Just throwing it out there, right? Concentrate more on your own news, what's going on in your own business, what's going on in your own practice, than what's going on in the news. You'll get that anyways. You will. Absolutely. Guaranteed. All right. Mental trick number nine. Rich people are not dependent on market conditions, someone, or something else determining their trajectory. Look, if it's up to me, uh, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Right. There's absolutely zero tolerance for the victim mentality. The rich people, they don't they don't blame others. It's nobody else's fault. No, nope. it's always my fault. It's that thing that you always tell your kids. You have one person in the world that you can control. And it's yourself. And it's yourself. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Let's say you were going to plan an event. Right. You're hosting an event. Uh, maybe you're going to host a I don't know, a coaching course maybe you're going to do a seven-step listing process and you've invited 200 agents and you put together this uh this event at a hotel and you schedule the lobby and when you get there the service was horrible they didn't refill the water the ac wasn't working as great right every you know things went wrong and you're not happy with the situation Mm -hmm. okay so that could happen right now there's a difference in how you respond to that you could say it was the hotel's fault. You could say their service is horrible. Mm-hmm. You could say they were overpriced. You could blame everybody else instead of saying, you know what? I made a mistake. I cut a corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. I tried to hit the easy button. I didn't do my homework. I What did I do incorrectly? What mistake did I make for this to go wrong? Sure. Maybe, you know... Maybe you're right that the service was bad and the AC didn't work and a lot of people there had a bad experience. But that is your fault for choosing. Well, I shouldn't say fault, but it is your responsibility for having chosen that venue. I I actually like what you said. It is The fault does fall on yourself. And that's the difference, right? The difference is I'm willing to accept the fact that it was my fault. I made the mistake. Mm -hmm. Next time, I will not make that mistake. Next time, I'll do a little bit of research on the venue that I'm trying to utilize for hosting this. Next time I will not hit the easy button because let's be honest, most of the time, 99% of the time when something goes wrong, it's because you cut a corner somewhere. It's because you tried to find the easy way through. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you try to skip a step and if you skip a step, you trip. That's just what's going to happen. So I like that. Do the work that's necessary. If you're putting on an event, make sure you're responsible for doing things correctly. If you're at your work and something goes wrong, let the buck stop with you. That's where it's going to make a difference. That's where you are going to change that mentality. You're going to stop blaming everybody else. You are responsible. You have the ability to respond to the situation. Whether it's a parking lot, you're parked and you're not even moving and a car backs up and hits you. You know what? That was my fault. I was parked in this spot. I shouldn't have been here. I could have parked over there, right? Does it suck that you got to get your car fixed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you still have to go through the process? Yeah, it does. But stop blaming somebody else. Stop being the victim. 
take accountability for what you do and what happens in your life. And that's the only way you're really going to make a change. It's the only way. That is absolutely true. And there's nobody else that's going to make that change for you. No. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. I'm the one who's going to be successful because I'm the one who's accountable because I'm the one who's going to go out and do things for others and be of service to other people. I'm the one that gets to choose to be excited about being of service to someone else. Right. That's the other thing. It's it's an accountability thing, right? All right. So you're not dependent on market conditions. By the way, market conditions... Most, if, if you are a good listing agent, you're going to make money when the market goes up as well as when the market goes down. Why? Because you've polished those skills, right? Because maybe you do have a coach that's going to push you in the direction of getting, uh, getting certified to do, uh, REOs or doing, getting you to do BPOs, broker price opinions so that you become a real uh, um, a an agent with that particular bank to list properties. I got like um. two in there. Man, those two ums. All right. So you're picking up those skills. You're getting better. And when the market changes, you're ready for it. You'll be prepared. You'll be prepared. You are not dependent on market conditions. You're the other way around. You are expecting to be more successful when the market changes. You find the opportunities when the market changes because you're looking at the world from a different point of view. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If I'm going to take advantage of the next market, it's up to me to be out there doing what I need to do. When I, uh, I can't believe I'm going to mess that one up. Doing what I need <laughs> to do when I don't want to do it. And I'm going to do it at the highest level. There you go. All right. Mental trick number 10. The rich show their intentions through actions more than through words and wishes. Suck it up, buttercup. Right? <laughs> what do they say? So, um, dang it, I'm trying to think of that saying. And you had a oh, long I had, that um, was a long um that was a long <laughs> one. But it's uh I'm not I'm just skip it. Skip, skip it. it. Skip it. That's too many Go ums. On, move, move on, move on, move All on. All right, so as Suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up, buttercup. That's right, right? Show your intentions through actions more than words. You can't come up with the words, so let's show some actions. All right, there's no (laughs) secret to success. It's a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from from failure. Just simply go out and do the work, right? It's elbow grease. Get out there and do it. Everybody knows what it is that they need to do. I I say this, you know, all too often, but you know exactly what you need to do. It's that thing that you're procrastinating from. It's that thing that you're hiding from. If you're hiding from, you know, the that it's this machine at your at your work that has, you know, a, a cord. Sometimes it doesn't have a cord. Maybe you have a headset and it has this keypad and you push numbers in and then somebody answers it on the other line, right? That thing that you're trying to get away from, by the way, it's called a phone, right? That phone call you're trying to get away from, that's most of the work that you have to do. Right. You know, there's this other thing. It's it's rectangular in shape. It has a little knob on it. And usually there's somebody on the other side of it. Oh, it's called a door, right? Sometimes you have to knock on that door, right, to talk to a client. That's part of sales. These are the things that you have to do to be successful. You can talk about it. You can read about it. You can practice your skills. You can practice your scripts to your blue in the face. You can think positive thoughts. You can... You know, watch The Secret a million times. But if you don't get out there and do what needs to be done, ain't no way you're going to be successful. That's very true. It is action, right? It's action 
on those goals. Otherwise, you're just dreaming. You know, and, and the other thing is people who are successful usually don't go out and brag about what they're doing. They just go out and do. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about, hey, yeah, I knocked on 400 doors today. They just do. Yep. You see their numbers on top producers. You know who they are as the successful people. And you know what? When they're veterans, they're not knocking on as many doors as you, the rookie, is. Do you know why? Tell me why. Because they've knocked on doors. They've gathered information. They have a large circle of influence that they've developed over years. Mm -hmm. And now they're spending time nurturing that circle of influence. Constantly calling them. Mm -hmm. Constantly Mm -hmm. asking for the referral. And those people love them so much that they are sending them referrals because they're in constant contact with them. They consider them a person that they respect that they mm-hmm. look to for advice. But that doesn't come by talking about it. That comes by being about it. It's not just a Christmas card every year. It's, I'm going to call you a few times during the year, see how you're doing, see how the new house that I sold you is working out, whatever it is, and check in with you, bring you something of value. Hey, did you know that the houses in your area have gone up by 15% in the last six months, etc. and so on, whatever it is. You bring something of value, And then you ask for the referral every single time. And it's on a constant basis. Plug them into your lead uh, drip campaign. But remember that a drip campaign is nothing more than a list until you pick up the phone and make that call. They're either an A, B, C, or D lead, right? If you didn't know how to categorize your leads, go back, listen to our uh, previous podcast where we talk about categorizing your, uh, your leads into different categories. Listen to the different stages or the different, the seven step listing process. These are things that you do on a daily basis. These are your intentions through actions that get you to where you want to go, right? Simply put, you got to do the work. You got to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And you need to do it at a higher level. Suck it up, buttercup. There is no magic button. There is no silver bullet. You're not going to buy your way into success. You have to do the work. But you already knew that. You already knew it. It's just a matter of doing it. All right. All right. Mental trick number 11. The rich are not screwed up about who they are or what they stand for. Right. The the Morals. Morals. That's true. They're not screwed up about it, right? They know exactly what they do. So uh, how about the Zig Ziglar quote? The foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. This is something that the old man would probably say. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But this is Zig Ziglar, by the way. So the foundation stones for a balanced success are honesty, character, integrity, faith, love, and loyalty, right? When you are in constant contact with your clients, right? You're bringing them something of value. You're showing your integrity and your character by being there for them, by showing them that you are being of service, that you care for them, that you're loyal to them, that you're there to help them whenever they have a question. And even when they don't have a question, you're there to send them some information to show them that you care about them, that you're, that you're thankful for them being in your life. You talked about how a veteran nurtures the relationships that they've already developed over the years and that's exactly what this is i mean if you're nurturing right it's because you love something you care about something 
And when you have those relationships and you genuinely care about them, they're not just, you know, people that are there to fill whatever need or to, you know, that you're just constantly trying to fish for referrals or whatever it is. You actually care about these people and you care about the business that you've done with them, the transactions that you've done with them, their lives outside of the business realm. They're definitely going to become friends. They're going to become people that care about you and they're going to send you all of that additional business because they like you. Right. I mean, it's, it's, they become what, uh, what Seth Godin would call a sneezer, right? A sneezer? A sneezer. They're, they're, they're viral in the fact that anytime they are in a discussion with somebody else about, let's say real estate, they're going to talk about you. Oh yeah, my buddy over here, he's in the he's been in the business for a long time. He helped me buy my house and then I sent him over to my buddy over here and he built help him buy their house. And man, every year I talk to him and every year at least once a year I see him and you know, he calls in, he checks in. He this does is- great barbecues. You know what? I mean, his kids are in soccer, whatever it is, right? We're in a fantasy football league together. All these things is because you continuously nurture those transactions right they're not just transactions those nurturing things become they take somebody who is a transaction and turn them into a circle of influence turn them into somebody that they they honestly they like talking to you it's a relationship it's a relationship it's a friendship it becomes something more than transactional and that's that is really what you're looking for in sales you're looking for those types of relationships and they don't start off you ever try to f- hit on a girl and you know try to make her your girlfriend <laughs> it is not <laughs> the easiest thing in the world right you have to start with that awkward conversation you know and then you kind of have to ask them for their phone number and maybe can you go out with me sometime maybe probably right Mm -hmm, there's all this weird stuff at the beginning but then again there's also that excitement for sure once you once you have that little bit of spark you're talking to that person you really care about them that's the same thing that happens in almost any relationship nurture that part get past that very beginning where it's awkward it will get better right but it's going to take multiple touches. This is what we're talking about when we say that first phone call, second phone mm-hmm. call, third phone call. Get past that awkwardness at the beginning. Anytime you have a group of uh, gentlemen that are going out uh, looking for, you know, true love at some point, they always <laughs> for the have, night. yeah, for the yeah, whatever <laughs> it is. But there's always that awkwardness, right? There's yeah. that fear of going up and saying, "Hi, my name is." Right. If I can quote Eminem, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, my name is. Can I buy you a drink? You know, mm-hmm, hey, I'd mm-hmm. like to, you know, you're, you're, I, I think you're very beautiful. You're kind of, I'd like to get to know you. Right. Sure. That little beginning part, that's what stops most people. Right. Yes. And that's that beginning part that stops most people in sales, in business. You can't get past those couple of, of phone calls you can't you're worried about hearing no mm-hmm. you're worried about someone closing the door in your face you're worried about all these things but if you just get yourself past that know that there's going to be multiple contacts to get to this point then you're going to have a very nurtured relationship. then you can start building that very nurturing relationship and you're not going to be all screwed up about who you are you know who you are you're going to have that confidence you're going to be the type of guy that goes up to the girl and says, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Can I buy you a drink? And you're, you're going to be the guy that every other person looks at and be like, I don't know how he does it. You know how he does it? He goes over there and says hello. You know how that guy's a top producer? He picks up the phone and calls. There you go. He knocks on that door. Yep. And, and 
people that have that success, they're genuine. They're not just out there, you know, faking it. You can fake it till you make it. Don't get me wrong. You can fake it till you make it. But they're not just out there thinking of things on a transactional sense. No. They're out there genuinely caring about the people that they're calling and making sure that they are treating those potential customers honestly with integrity, faith, love, and loyalty. Look, they know that um, that they're doing what's right for their client. And as long as they do what's right for their client, that will always be the right answer. And as a result, their income will increase because they're helping out their client. They're doing what's right for the client. They're being of they, service. They genuinely care about helping that person out. And if you do that on a daily basis, you will be successful. You will get to where you want to go. First, figure out what it is, where your starting point is, be of service to others, and that's how you will meet or exceed your goals. So you know exactly what to do. I mean, you, it's, it's in there, in that, in that brain of yours, in that heart of yours. You know exactly what to do. But even those who know need a little bit of coaching. Go to our website, www.csfirst.com. Click on the free coaching call. Get your six free books. Get your real estate treasure map. Figure out what that magic number is. And then let's sit down and talk about the best plan forward for you. Let's get you some accountability to get you to the next level. So you can stop having that roller coaster income and you can have a steady cash flowing business so that you can make more profits by being of service to more people so that you can invest and then eventually retire by having your income work for you and you no longer have to work for your income. So if you want to join the conversation, follow us on uh, Facebook at CS First or on Twitter at Business Bros Pod. At Business Bros Pod. Or you can send us emails, Hernan at CSFirst.com or James at CSFirst.com. But other than that, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.